Satnam and welcome, welcome. So some people call it ancestral karma. Other people call it intergenerational trauma. Whatever you call it, it really does not change the fact that we absolutely have to change these patterns at the level of our DNA and our subconscious mind in order to truly heal and break toxic patterns such as repeating toxic relationships, addictions, depression, even prosperity blockages. If you're not or have never done this type of deep inner healing work, I recommend that you join me today with an open heart and an open mind as I take you on a journey of how ancestral healing changed my life and why I now devote to my entire life and work to helping women break these patterns as well. Satnam and welcome everyone. Welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Sovereign Woman Movement podcast, where we believe all women can break patterns of ancestral karma in their lineage with my SWC method of Kundalini Yoga Therapy and the Course in Miracles Spiritual Psychotherapy. All of this so that we can all reclaim our sovereignty in all areas of our life. Welcome and thank you all so, so much for being here. What a freaking ride it's been. I'm excited to be back. You know, it's been a few weeks since I've recorded a live podcast and since I've gone live and truly, to be honest with you, you know, ever since the eclipse season hit, which was uh, starting back in May, actually, that was the end of it. Uh, mid-May, I have been going through my own like major rebirth, major metamorphosis, just like a lot of transformation happening in my life. And I use this time to just become still, uh, do a lot of the uh, work that I tell you all to do as well at a, at a deeper level to, to listen more to my guidance and to, to more importantly, take action upon the guidance that I was actually receiving. And it's been really life-changing. It's been uh, very much humbling because uh, a lot of the things that were coming up were basically in essence percolated. There were problems that were created through my inability to surrender to life purpose and Dharma. And the thing with this is this type of inner work or this type of deep healing work that I teach is that not only does it change your life like tremendously very quickly, but the whole thing about it is that it also uh, forces you to really do the shadow work to a level in your life where you can't avoid the truths. And you also have to go deeper at many times to, to be able to walk in your truth, to be able to walk in your Dharma because a lot of these patterns and these limiting beliefs and thoughts really they stem from not only this lifetime but they stem from what i am here to teach and i teach so many women to do which is ancestrally they come from uh past ancestors that could not at one point you know process and work through their own inner healing and their own traumas and so the last few weeks, a lot of that has come up. A lot of it came up for me where I remember when I went to Colorado when my, my, my spiritual awakening really began back in 2008, but I went and it, it just went like in quantum speed when, and back in 2014, 2015. And I remember going to this, um, being guided with my family to this really small town in Colorado of not even a hundred people. And I met the most divine beings there, beautiful spiritual teachers who definitely would become 
important in my life as mentors during that time, especially. But I remember him saying to me, you know, okay, we'll just allow Dharma to hasten. And I didn't know what that meant. I, I, I mean, I understood it from the logical mind, which means, you know, Dharma is your life purpose, hasten, you know, to speed up. But I didn't understand what that meant. And now fast forward to, that was back in 2015. So fast forward to almost seven years later, it's perfectly clear. And it really all began to unfold itself at a faster space, pace, the changes that I needed to make in my life, the lifestyle, the habits, the thoughts, the people, all of that became really very apparent and aware in the last definitely two months where I had to do major changes in my life. And here I am today with uh, a lot more humility, with a very open heart and a lot more clarity in what I'm here to do and how I'm here to serve and help other women as well. And that's why today I wanted to take the time to share a little bit about how specifically doing ancestral healing work, which is what I teach inside of my academy and my group coaching program, how that specifically showed up in my life, the three biggest barriers that I was able to overcome by doing this work and what my life looks like today because of doing this inner work and because of addressing these patterns that I carried within me as well in my DNA. So I want to take you on a little bit of a, a journey with me of, of story time, of being able to come from a place of my heart so that you can get a really eagle's eye view of what the healing journey is really all about and how with us understanding that you cannot rush your healing and that you're always in the right place at the right time, that we can truly surrender to the beauty that is offered to us at every phase or at every stage of the healing journey, which is what I ended up finding out myself. And so for me, like ancestral healing is something that truly did not become obvious that that's what I was here to teach and learn and break through until my spiritual awakening started to happen back in 2015. And I remember that going to Colorado, going to that little town, incredibly mystical town where at one point I'm definitely doing a retreat there for women and also for uh, human beings that are ready to truly elevate their consciousness, you know, that are going beyond the traumas, going beyond the programs. And so when I went to Colorado, there were so many synchronicities and so many people that I met there in a town of less than 100 people that, that started to really point my way as to where my life would take me. And it's very similar to, I was listening to this weekend, um, my husband and I took a little bit of a, 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 a adventure up north. There's this beautiful town in, uh, close to us. It's only about two and a half hours from here. It's called Flagstaff. And it's beautiful. It's got pines and nature. And on our way there, my husband and I were listening to this book called The Celestine Prophecies, which if you haven't heard it, you definitely need to check it out. And there's a movie about it too. But the book, definitely, I was listening to it for the first time. I saw the movie, but it was much more impactful. So I recommend that you start with the book first. And as we were listening to that, we were driving up north. I started to think about how God has always been guiding my life. And that's what this book is about. It's about like how the divine is always like showing you the next step and showing you your next path and, and how many of us, you know, don't necessarily listen on the, 
on the whisper, we kind of wait for the shout or we, we many times learn through dark nights of the soul, which are where things start to crumble in our life, relationships, long-term relationships, there's divorces, there's nervous system breakdowns, illnesses, even sometimes losing someone that you really love. And so when I was led to Colorado, it was so interesting because that at that point I knew that I was here to do something bigger and that I, what I had envisioned as a young child and even as a younger adult was real and it was true. And everything from that point forward, like moved out of the way for the right people, experiences to come into place so that I could finally surrender to my purpose, which was to help others as well break ancestral karmic cycles in their lineage. And from there, it was intense because like within months, I, we went to Colorado in April and had this incredible experience with this just so many synchronicities that we just couldn't believe it. There are a lot of the things I'm so glad that my family was there because we wouldn't be able to tell the story and, and someone else like actually believe what happened there, which I'm definitely journaling and writing a book about one day. But right away, like we set the intention that at that point we would go work um, with Mother Ayahuasca, plant medicines in the Amazon jungle in Peru. And within months, like we went to um, Colorado in March and by, <clears throat> by July of that same year, I was, my, my flight and everything was booked to spend 17 days in the Amazon jungle with Mother Ayahuasca and also with other plant medicines, uh, San Pedro. Uh, and we would start at the high... Andy Mountains in Cusco, and then we would go to to um, the jungle of Peru and Iquitos, and we would work with Mother Ayahuasca. And for those of you that don't know, these plant medicines are becoming, I think, more people are knowing about them, but it definitely, like, the plant medicine work is just the beginning of your inner work. Like, if you don't have the integration tools, if you don't prepare yourself for something like this, you could have a psychic shock. It's not always uh, safe if you don't have in checked your uh, resources, the people you're going to go work with and stuff like that. So it's, there's a lot that goes to it. But in those specific ceremonies, whereas where basically we worked with plant medicine and these states of consciousness that were altered, that's where it became apparent to me what ancestral karma was. I mean, I was able to like see in my ceremonies the DNA strands and through those DNA strands, I remember one ceremony that I dove deep into the DNA strand. It was like this vibration that then I was able to go into, which then took me to like past lifetimes, as well as ancestors who were here with me in this lifetime, guiding me, who were cheering me on, who were basically guiding my path into the work that I was here to do but it didn't all make sense there there was so much that needed to be integrated you know these ceremonies they're very intense you you do not control your consciousness the plant teaches you and shows you what you need to see you lose your control of consciousness for hours sometimes four to eight hours and many times definitely I thought I was dying or I was dead and just because she showed me all the ancestral strengths that I carried, all my ancestors' powers and my past lifetimes and the work that I was here to do. She also showed me the dark aspect of that too. You know, I was able to see all the pain and the suffering. And I remember, especially there was one ceremony that always will be with me in my heart 
where I went back like a lot, hundreds and hundreds of years where I was like actually an indigenous leader of some type, like, a, like definitely some type of spiritual warrior where I, for some reason, protected the village, but I protected the children of the village. And I was like hovering over them and, and protecting them. And there were these um, colonizers, people that would come from the outside world that came to basically murder the, the, the children and murder me. And at one point, you know, I've always been kind of afraid of uh, birds and like I used to be and chickens and things of that nature. And I understand now why, because in one of those particular lifetimes, I was like, literally my body was left like dead in the desert while there were birds that were like eating up at my body and my dead body from these, these massacres that occurred. So that was not necessarily fun. It was actually very painful because what happens with mother ayahuasca and with plant medicine is that like your subconscious mind, the barriers that, that block these memories or that block this connection to that realm, they're like broken and everything falls and you're pretty much exposed to be shown to everything that's in that subconscious mind and, and these memories that become cellular memories in the body. Like literally you can't just like go in and, and change your mind about a lot of the traumas you're going through right now. Like you have to release them from the DNA. You have to rewire the subconscious. And that's what I was shown in ceremony. Although it was very painful to see also the, the horrific uh, suffering massacres that my ancestors went through. I was also shown by the plant medicine, all the strengths, all the power, the wisdom, the, the, the talents, the gifts that they were also here to give me. And it was also very, very obvious in plant medicine work that if I myself did my own inner healing work, which was the work of forgiveness of self and others, that I would basically release and free my ancestors. That if I healed myself, I would heal generations before and generations after. So I thought, awesome, you know, this is, this is awesome, but I didn't know how, because the plant medicine work gives you the keys, right, to open up a whole other, a door and portal of consciousness, but you still have to get up every day and open that door. You're still a human being having this human experience, right? So I knew that there was ancestral work that I had done and that had cleared karma, but I knew that that was just the beginning. And, and in fact, even my shamans and the teachers that I was there working with, they're like, this is, this is just the beginning of the work. You know, when you get back into society, that's where the real fun starts. And so that's exactly what happened, you know, and I was going through so many dark nights of the soul. The thing about plant medicine is that she aligns you to your destiny. And if you don't say yes, then a lot of things that you would deem as tragic or traumatic or negative start to happen in your life because she doesn't want you to go on, on, on this wrong path anymore. You know, you were given all these, all this awareness, all this, all these truths, all these uh, tools and, and, and gifts about the reality of consciousness and what the reality even is that she just wants to make sure that you use those gifts. Right. So a lot of like crazy stuff was happening in my life and my son's lives and my husband's life. And at that point, that's when I prayed for Kundalini yoga to come into my life. And not, I didn't pray for Kundalini Yoga. I prayed that an answer, a solution that would help me integrate everything that happened in the Peruvian jungle that I was shown and exposed to, that something would come to me, right? And at that point, that's where Kundalini Yoga came into my life. And when I found Kundalini Yoga, I knew 
I knew that this was the tool that I would need to not only integrate everything that had happened in the, in the jungle, but more importantly to like truly rewire the DNA. You know, what I, the vision that I saw in my, in my ceremonies to truly change the subconscious mind, to truly do the deeper healing work of uh, changing these patterns and programs, which I had carried. And so the way these programs changed or showed up in my life and how the SWC method, which is a combination of Kundalini yoga therapy and of course, a miracle spiritual psychotherapy, how it helped me release these programs were first getting to the level, of course, of the subconscious mind and your DNA. Because as I've explained so many times, our DNA is basically energy. They're energetic imprints of the experiences that your ancestors experienced. And if these experiences were traumatic or were of some nature of abuse or addiction, toxic relationship, all of these are energetic imprints and they get passed down. And, you know, some spiritual traditions say that more than 50% of what we are made of are these karmic patterns, right? There's, there's karmic. And then there's, of course, the, the strengths, right? And we're here to transmute karma into dharma, which means through the work of awareness, bringing these these patterns to the light, we can change the pattern. It was created through sound and we can change it also through sound, which includes breathing techniques and sound frequency like mantras and chanting mantras and uh, different things that we can position our body in ways that change these patterns and change at the level of the DNA and at the level of the subconscious. So when Kundalini Yoga came to me, I was like, wow, this is it. This is everything that I ever needed. And at that point, you know, the three major karmic patterns that I was dealing with, I could never heal. I did so much inner healing work for such a long time. It seems since like 2008, when my spiritual awakening first happened, which then led to many years of studying so many different spiritual traditions and visiting different parts of the world to connect with these spiritual traditions. And of course, working with plant medicines. And, and it wasn't until Kundalini Yoga came into my life that I was like, wow, now I understand. And now I can integrate a practice that will help me break these patterns that I've always wanted to break, but I couldn't. And so the way they were showing up in my life and when I started to practice specific healing techniques, specific meditations from Kundalini Yoga, that's when the healing circle came home. And that's when I understood ancestral karma, intergenerational trauma, which has been studied for more than 50 years now all of these different things that equate to how our traumas in this realm are impacted by us not doing this deep inner healing work where these karmas are passed down to us intergenerationally. And so the first way that that was showing up, and I think this is, I know, not think, I know that this is the, the most important approach we must take in healing because when we heal ourselves, seven generations before us and seven generations after us are healed. And so the number one thing that the approach that you take with this is obviously to realize where, why you have specific repeating patterns. So for example, for me, the number one thing that I always wanted to heal was my addiction to alcohol. There was just so many years, many, many years of using alcohol as a tool 
to numb myself, to run away from my problems and to really hide the existential crisis, the depression, the anxiety, right? And so for many years, just like an, an addict does, you deny it, right? You deny that you even have an addiction or that you have anything that you need codependently. It could be an addiction to a drug, to, to, to someone, it could be to food, it could be to so many different things that don't necessarily raise our consciousness, right? But for me, like addiction, especially to alcohol, that's something that was passed down in my lineage very much so. I mean, the abuse of alcohol in my lineage stems not only from my father's side of the family, but also from my mother's side of the family. And it goes deep into our generations, you know, deep back as far as, you know, I've been able to even talk to my grandmother about how as far as she can remember. And the thing about alcohol is that it wasn't used in a high frequency, you know, like, uh, for example, in many ancient cultures, they used alcohol in ceremoniously, right, like to alter their consciousness and to connect with the different realms. Or some people definitely use alcohol as a tool for celebration, right? You, you know, these people that drink and they're absolutely happy and, you know, the, the alcohol doesn't suppress the emotion or doesn't make them angry or doesn't make them, you know, or, or they're not attached to it. You know, they can be happy with or without it. And for myself, I know that that was like the number one specific karmic pattern that I had to break for my lineage because it had been passed down so much and it had created so many other abuse patterns that if I didn't start with that, that I knew that definitely I would have a bigger problem with trying to deal with everything else that was going on in my life. So as Kundalini Yoga came into my life, I finally, through the specific, there was a specific meditation, a specific energy work that I was doing at that time that I had to integrate to be able to release that addiction to alcohol. So it showed up as an addiction to alcohol. I addressed the pain. So instead of asking why the addiction, I did the inner work and asked why the pain. And then I, through that, I was able to completely release that addiction. And now it's been, you know, three and a half years since I've even had a, a drink of alcohol and many lifetimes to go with no alcohol at all needed. I feel like it's such a blessing in my life to no longer have this attachment. And more importantly, I feel and I can sense how my ancestors honor me for doing this. Like they celebrate me, especially one specific uh, uh, ancestor, my grandfather, who I'm very much similar to. Like if you have a connection with a specific ancestor that you can remember, more than likely they're guiding you in this lifetime. And they're also here cheering you on to break their, their specific pattern. And that for me is um, my grandfather on my father's side. And he was a, he loved parties and alcohol, which he was a very lively, happy human being, but also the alcohol didn't serve him well in many ways, like um, being abusive many times to my grandmother or which leads us to the second thing, like the toxic relationships. Many of us don't realize that there are abuse patterns in our relationships, whether that's uh, physical violence, emotional violence, whether we're talking about uh, infidelity, all of these things are patterns that when, for example, if your grandmother, you know, this is very common for grandmothers of our generation. Like my grandmother was actually abducted you know, when she was forced to marry my grandfather. And uh, imagine the shock in that. Imagine the, the pain and suffering that you go through and, and what happens to the body when that happens to you. So like, 
it's very challenging to then get into union in a relationship. And in my culture, like in Mexico, there's also like a lot of machismo where, you know, the, 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 the grandfather was abusive, would hit, you know, the mother and definitely would have affairs and, and definitely, you know, create a lot of abuse in that way. For us, it was not a pretty walk in the park. You know, in fact, that's the biggest wound that my grandmother carries in this lifetime, which is, you know, my grandfather was murdered and he was murdered because of a, a woman he was cheating on with on uh, my grandma with. And my grandmother found out about this when he was murdered. So imagine the shock of like, he's murdered. And then you find out that it was because he was being um, unfaithful to you so all of her life she's had to carry this energetic imprint of pain of lack of forgiveness of despair and imagine you know being left alone with like nine kids to figure it out after something so traumatic happens and that's what i'm talking about where these these uh it's it's energy the trauma gets imprinted into the subconscious mind into the body that then she passes down to her daughters and then she passes down to me my mom passes down to me that if we don't change the pattern there's no magic pill there's no you know a lot of people are like why do i have such bad luck in relationships or why do i keep repeating the same toxicity or why do i have the same history as my my mom with her relationship with my father and my grandfather with is what a coincidence right it's not a coincidence it's you're literally repeating those patterns and again no magic pill you have to go in there and literally change the, the subconscious mind you have to change the dna those 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 sounds that created that pattern and so that was big for me too you know uh, being married for such a long time i've been married to my husband we're high school sweethearts it's going to be 25 years this year there were so many things that we had to rewire and rewrite as it relates to who we are as a union, who we are as a relationship. And, you know, one of the awarenesses that I got in this ancestral healing work is that a, a few of my great grandparents and grandparents, they actually were blessed enough to align with their twin flame, which I talk a lot about twin flames inside my academy because twin flame is literally like the replica of it's your, it's you, it's your soul split into two. And the thing about twin flames is like, you align with them in this realm, but the relationships are usually incredibly turbulent. There, there is a lot of a lot, a lot of the times of trauma, abuse, and they happen that way because we learn through them forgiveness and we learn unconditional love. And many of our ancestors didn't have the tools like Kundalini Yoga to rewire, to shift perceptions, and to do the healing work to forgive. And because they couldn't forgive themselves or couldn't forgive the relationship, the union of the twin flame couldn't happen. And so many of us in this generation, in this incarnation, we have aligned with our twin flame. We have aligned with that soul that is us. Yet, if we don't do the work of self-awareness, compassion, forgiveness, then we are going to repeat the pattern of not being able to come into union with these sacred relationships 
that our great grandparents and our grandparents uh, repeated as well. So it's, you might say you want like a beautiful relationship, a conscious relationship, but your vibration is uh, saying a whole other story. It's not what you say with the mouth, right? It's what are you projecting out? What are your thoughts, your feelings and emotions about relationships? And so when I started to figure that out and I started to do the deep inner healing work of forgiving myself, also ladies, if you're having issues with relationships, there's always a hundred percent time hundred percent of the times this means that you need to do deep healing work with your mother and that's the whole thing about ancestral healing that if we take the approach of doing the deep healing work of compassion and forgiveness with our mothers then the relationship as it relates to romantic relationship changes and then that changes also the dynamics of the ancestral healing we do with our past ancestors and our future ancestors and many of us we skip over that you know, we, we put barriers. How many people don't talk to their family members? Which for me, you know, those wounds that came from my family, they were deep, deep wounds that I ran away from for a long time with different things, alcohol, just not seeing them, uh, just basically putting all these barriers around me. That was exactly what was holding me back from the healing, but I didn't have the tools. So when I acquired the tools, instead of running away from my family, toxicity and problems and issues, I went right in. And I started to become self-aware of myself. And when that started to happen, that relationship with my mother completely changed. And, you know, now, fast forward to now, yes, there were a lot of dynamics in relationships that I had to heal. But I have an amazing relationship with my mom right now. She's beautiful. She, I, I understand her. I completely have forgiven her. There's nothing to forgive her for. And more importantly, she's doing the healing work now. Like I never thought, you know, at one point when I was doing Kundalini yoga, she was like, what is that? You know, being raised Catholic, she was very afraid. And she's like, what are people going to think? And all these different things, right? Well, I'll have you know that just uh, about three, two weeks ago, well, three weeks ago, we started to talk about it, but she started to talk to me about how she's losing her memory more now. And she feels like she forgets things. And I started to explain to her, you know, what happens with the brain and the consumption of information. Never did I ever think that she would ever actually contact me and say, you know what, I want to practice a meditation. I want you to teach me that meditation you were talking about, the brain. So now she's doing her own healing work. And that's without me trying to force her or change her. The truth is, is that as you heal the relationship with yourself, you heal the relationship with all your ancestral lineage and you find ways to shift your perceptions so that you can create the miracle right which ultimately that is what heals us and creates that space so that's the second way it showed up the first way is in healing my addictions the second way is in healing the relationships around me you know the relationship with my mother the relationship with myself with my own with my husband right and so the third thing that really started to change in my life and how ancestral healing absolutely helped me was in also becoming super clear in my life purpose and my dharma. You know, the thing about ancestral healing is that as you start to bring these shadows to the light, the thing about the pain and the trauma is that as you start to acknowledge it and you bring it to the light, you create the space for the higher frequency thoughts and awareness to move through you. Meaning, if you're no longer identifying with the story of trauma, even if you're not aware of it, if it's in your subconscious mind, and you start to identify with the potential within you, 
with the uh, possibilities, with a curious childlike wonder that in no way is something to be afraid of or something that you should hide, but that in fact is the root of creativity and of alignment with your truth and your dharmic purpose. And so as I started to release these identities with these stories of trauma from my lineage, what started to happen is I started to open up my creativity. I started to believe in myself. I started to align with the gifts, with the talents that they also gave me instead of just the traumas and those things that I didn't want to accept from my own lineage. And as I started to do that, the awareness and the downloads and the truth started to come. And that's where I, re- I had enough chi, energy, vitality, agility in the brain, a stable enough nervous system to be able to, with full conviction, say, I am walking away from a 15-year business as a successful real estate broker, very successful, over six figures a year, making um, as it relates to financials. You know, I was at the top of my game. I served at a leadership position locally, uh, nationally. I mean, it was easy for me. I've been doing it for 15 years, right? But it was not fulfilling. It was not what I was here to do. I received the message of, I am here to help women specifically break ancestral karmic patterns in their lineage for a long time probably before 2008 it became clear in 2015 and i didn't surrender and fully say yes to it until i fully cut the cords and walked away from that 15-year very lucrative real estate industry that i was part of to instead serve in this capacity in my group coaching program and in Satori Wellness and Spirituality. And all of this because I was able to address those three biggest patterns that I myself carried within my DNA, which then liberated me and healed me from so many other subconscious patterns. You see what happens is you start to gain a level of worthiness, a level of understanding that life is ease and flow and that you are enough, not with what you do, but who you are already. And only if you unload the subconscious mind and rewire the DNA, can you even access those levels of potential. And that's one of the things that people don't understand about Kundalini Yoga. You know, Kundalini is life force energy that lies coiled at the bottom of your spine. And it is always dormant. Nobody activates it. Nobody wakes it up. So what happens is through specific breath, through specific mudras, which is how we put our hands to specific ways, we chant a specific sound frequency, we awaken this life force energy, right? And as this life force energy does its natural work, which is cleanses, purifies, realigns us, then it starts to basically allow us to self-regulate our emotions, And there is nothing more powerful that you can ever have in this day and age than a stable nervous system. When you practice these specific techniques, you have a stable enough nervous system to face life with sovereignty, to process emotions as they come through, because we're always growing. It's not that my healing journey is over. It's that now I'm growing at quantum speeds, at quantum levels in all areas of my life. But the difference is, is that I don't bring with me the baggage with me anymore. I don't carry the stories of not enough or not worthy or the traumas that basically took my energy away or my feelings of worth. 
That's the big difference. So we never stop growing. We never stop evolving. But what we do, what we can do is stop identifying even with the most ugliest, painful, traumatic story that our ancestral our ancestors had to go through. It doesn't matter what they are, because I can tell you that because I had to overcome them. I had to heal them. And a lot of these patterns of abuse are more common than you think. Like a lot of us think that this is the only, my, my lineage is the only place where it's ever happened, or this has only happened to me. The truth about the healing journey is that when you start to speak on it, when you start to actually seek out the help to change your path, to do the healing work, that is a big sign already of not only how ready you are, but how uh, uh, ready the universe is actually to serve you that desire. And so as you start to really understand energy and you start to apply these healing techniques, you really don't take anything less than what you're worth. And you start to really ask yourself the bigger questions as to why I'm here, what am I here to do, how am I here to serve, and how can I do that in a way that is authentic to me and that also doesn't prostitute me in any way, shape, or form. And because of that, that's why I tell the women in the academy who joined me, it's like a lot of people and a lot of places and a lot of friends, they just start falling apart. They start falling away from your life. And the beauty of that is that that creates room and space for the people that are there to truly support you on your life, to assist you in the journey. It's beautiful the way it happens. It's almost like, you know, that abundance ritual that we do where if you want to bring in more abundance, like go into your closet and clean it all out and clean out the things that you don't want. And especially if you can donate them right, to somebody, that is an incredible way to show the universe, right? That you are ready to receive the new, that you're ready to receive what is in alignment with you. And you have to do the cleansing part to do that first. And that's where ancestral healing comes. You gotta get into the DNA. You gotta get into the subconscious mind. You have to change the patterns of thought. Otherwise you're gonna keep repeating these patterns. And here's the thing, you know, I know so many women out there because I was like that where it looks all perfect on the outside, but they're constantly always struggling in one area of their life, whether it's their health, relationships, prosperity. Some, some women struggle in more than one area in their life, which can get really, really chaotic. But even the uberly like, successful, those that you see that you would think they're not, their life is perfect pretty much. Believe me, I've coached them. I am one. I've been with them. There's always this one place where it just never brings a healing home. None of us need to live that way. Sovereignty truly means reclaiming your sovereignty in all areas of your life. And I know the word balance gets thrown a lot around, but this has nothing to do with balance. This has everything to do with conviction, with compassion, and with learning how to truly find success in all areas of your life, not just in some areas where the others are struggling. So this is deep inner healing work that for me has become so sacred and that has also just aligned me to a life that I never thought I would actually be living and embodying. And that also has really given me the tools and the strength and courage to, to, to actually do the work. Because I'll tell you what, I wish I could tell you that the work is easy. It's a walk in the park. I think a lot of people out there, even when I've seen some programs or, or coaching around this type of work, like they make it seem like it's all light and love. And, you know, it's, it's just all about the, the, the light and how 
afraid. Some people are of the shadows, but this work is, is not easy, I would say. It's definitely worth it. And you can get to a point of your life where you truly feel sovereign in all areas, where you're marching to your own drumbeat. You're not giving your power away to a circumstance or someone outside of you. And you truly are following your own intuitive guidance and what it is that you're here and how you're here to serve in this realm. And that brings you a level of joy and fulfillment that makes everything worthwhile. For everything starts to make sense about your past and you start to really become much more humble in the experience of the evolution of your soul. And you trust a lot more in wherever this direction is taking you. So this is deep, deep type of inner healing work that if it resonates with you, I can assure you that there's an ancestor that's probably guiding you that wants you to integrate this type of work. So of course you can always, you know, start with getting a little bit of the taste of the SWC method by downloading my free complimentary e-guide. I created this really powerful e-guide that's like eight pages long that goes over exactly what the SWC method is, what ancestral karma is, how it show up, things to avoid, and then also a powerful meditation with daily affirmations that will help you bring the healing home. And, you know, a lot of this work can only take you three to 11 minutes per day. So it's not like something that's going to take up your entire day. Again, if you don't have three to 11 minutes per day for this type of work, and you probably need to meditate for 80 hours because who does not have three to 11 minutes per day? Even the busiest human being in this world, I don't know who the busiest human being is, but someone who you believe is running eight businesses and has four kids and also travels the world, they still have eight or three to 11 minutes per day. And if they don't, then we got to address that problem. So you can download this free e-guide and you can start to get a little bit of awareness around what the SWC method is. There's also a, a really amazing tool in there that I call my host technique. And this technique helps because as you start to do this inner work, what will happen is that there's going to be a lot of triggers that will come up you know, the old programs, the old shadows. So the Haas technique actually helps you come back into the body to release them right there and there. So you don't have to keep repeating them in your day-to-day -day life. So go check it out. I'm really, really proud of it. It's something that really came from deep, deep within my heart. And that now, you know, post-eclipse, I'm here like, finally, I can talk about it. Maybe it was just, it wasn't just eclipse season. I mean, we had mercury retrograde, which is now direct. I mean, there were so many things that for the last two months, I was just like, wow, I needed to really become still and listen. And as the caterpillar goes into the cocoon now, truly ready to birth uh, the butterfly, I'm so excited and I'm so pumped with the work that we're doing in the academy and my membership community, which is another way to work with me if you don't qualify for the academy, if you're not ready for the academy. I mean, the movement that we're creating of breaking these karmic cycles, it's just something that lights me up and just keeps me so excited about life that I can't even explain to you the amount of pros prosperity that I'm experiencing in the mindset just because of it. So it is more than worth it, ladies. I want you all to one day tell the story the way I did of how three major areas in your life completely changed because you took the willingness to actually do the inner work and change those patterns. We're all worthy and your ancestors are rooting you on. That I know for a fact. <laughs> so do the inner work and the rest is magic. Thank you so much for your beautiful hearts. Thank you, Yolanda, for your beautiful contribution to our community and to this realm. Thank you to all of you who share this podcast 
with your sisters, with your moms, you know, you would think that just like my mom never will do this work. And all of a sudden there they are doing their own inner healing work. Never doubt the power of alchemy and transformation. So if this has served you in one way or another, share it, share it with someone that will, uh, that needs it, or that also wants to remember just how powerful she truly is. Thank you all so much from the bottom of my heart. I'll be back on Wednesday, same time, 12 p.m. Mountain Center time. And I want to talk a little bit about how to go from pain to heal, what that actually looks like, and how to actually apply these techniques to help you get there. Have a blessed rest of your moon day, and I'll see you all again soon. Set room.